The wildfires have already started in Southern Oregon and Northern California. And these fires are scary, dangerous, and mind-boggling. I became fascinated with how wildfires are uh, put out, contained, and all of that about three or four years ago when I moved to Gold Beach, Oregon. Gold Beach is a small little town, beautiful coastal views, and it's where the Rogue River comes out. Great fishing. So when I was there, uh, two summers, fires came close to Gold Beach and Brookings, Oregon. Brookings was within five miles. These fires started because of lightning activity. And that's why when I say wildfire, L-A-L-6, that is the worst lightning activity level you can have. These fires were in places where other fires had been and nothing had been done. There's a lot of debate, a lot of questions, but when you stop taking care of the forest, it's going to take a while to get it back. So they didn't clear any of the fire. Uh, they just left these snags and burnt trees and they just keep catching fire over and over again. So anyway, I did a lot of research. Um, this was in the Calliopsis wilderness and probably most of you have never heard of it because there weren't people involved. It was just thousands of acres filling the whole state of Oregon with dense smoke and ash. You couldn't even go out. So I wrote a little chapbook about all of the research that I did for Wildfire LA-86. The first one is Wildfire LAL 6 The mountains are smudge pots set to burn every summer, ignited by dry torches sending plumes, mocking the real cumulimbus, blackening the sky, burying the land in a blanket of grit and cremains lying down smoky vestments in a funeral pall. So I came from Medford and I moved to Gold Beach. It's about three hours apart, but I would make that drive at least once a month back to Medford on 199. And when I was there, a, a vineyard had started opening up for wine tasting, and it was called Augustino's. <laughs> Their wine tasting's in a treehouse overlooking the Illinois River, and it's just fabulous. So that was about halfway for me. So I would stop, and I would have a glass. My favorite was the Pinot Gris, and I would have a glass of wine and sit there and stare at the vines and the mountains, and the smoke plumes from California and Oregon. Agostino's Vineyard. The smoke plume gracing the mountain peak puffs, thins, spreads across the western horizon. The verdant green of the Valley of the Grapes, blushing lavender to purple, the richness of a Pinot Noir, a king's crown and cape, on rusty, rocky soil. 
Vines strung between wires, crucified tension of dead and alive. Dead, dry grace for run, rodents running through blue porta potties, while lifelines of water turn to wine amidst breaking fire lines, making runs up slopes, spotting hillsides across the river, fire and water, fermenting baptismal grace. I also said another poem about Augustinos um, also because then the next year it, he had bad fires in, in the Calliopsis and around Grants Pass, Oregon and around Cave Junction and O'Brien. And I was contemplating that over my glass of Pinot Gris and this is what came. Apocalypse at the vineyard. It grows silent in the swelling advance of smoke, the color of old burnt pennies, dispensed from a pyrocumulus cloud on the skyline. The sun is an orange punching ball with a nimbus of pink. The light dims, the forest grows silent in the anticipation of the invading apocalypse. The river can't even murmur, her mouth is so dry. The DC-10 air tanker growls in the background, reminding us of battles on the horizon, in the field, the vineyard, and in the forest. The turkeys scatter in the dry meadow. The crows snarl on the vine. The bear snuffles grapes indiscriminately, and the foxes play hide and seek in the clusters. The vineyard is a green rug shaken out by a giant's hand. They interface with the neighboring clear cut with its stumps and toothpick piles of branches, a picket of living trees fencing the littered floor. The trees bleed red with poison oak. Only the stellar Jerry dares to scold with his beak set on edge by the boom of bird bangers. The forests are tired. They itch to shake off their hairy underpits. The bark is dry and twisted with bug bites. Wicking flames to the canopy. What man won't do, the dry lightning will. It takes the dozers, the fire crews with Pulaski's, the drip torches, the air tankers, the helicopters, tractors, water tenders and loggers with chainsaw to cage the fingers of fire. All desperate tools in a firestorm where no one wins. It all comes down to a western pond turtle ambling down the gravel road, his estivation disrupted by the loss of trees, leaf litter, and the wildfire smoke filled with particulates of death, coming to rob the forest when we fail to be and understand the stewardship of the land. <laughs>